Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Clemson head coach Dabba Sweeney released a ton of news and notes. Me and LaVon will discuss those news and notes, including Justin Foster's decision to leave Clemson and why. But before we do all of that, football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL seasons are in full swing. And the only place you should be betting on these sports is at betonline.ag. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. BetOnline has hundreds of props and real-time odds on almost anything you can imagine. And, of course, there's their 24-hour online casino as well. So head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, bring in... The guy, uh, the host of the show, the star of the show, uh, LeVon Kirkland, former Pittsburgh Steeler, Clemson Tiger. LeVon, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing fine. How are you doing today? Man, I am good. I'm As uh, as I said before, we really got rolling here. I'm a little worn out. <laughs> Yesterday yeah. was the first day of practice. It was a long mm-hmm. day. And uh, when you don't do it, you know, it's been six weeks or so, so we haven't had to worry about the football grind. And um, it, uh, and man, it hit me like a ton of bricks today, man. I'm like, I'm, I'm like feeling it, you know, you, yeah. you think I was playing, you know, I'm something, I mean, that's, that's how tired I am. It's like ridiculous, man. <laughs> no, you always have to adjust, you know, every time you start a new season, it's always an adjustment. No matter how many times you've done it before, you have to really get back into it. So that's what you're feeling right now. You're just feeling that, that first day blues that everybody has when they kind of restart the season it, it hits you. It really does. Because you never really get you, – you can't really simulate it. You have to kind of keep doing it. So, uh, <laughs> unless you do it, you can't really – you can't understand how it feels. So, although you've done it for a while, it's new. you got to get back into the grind of it. Yeah. It's a, yep. it's a it's a grind. There's no doubt about it. But, it's, hey, I'm not complaining. It's a fun grind. I, I enjoy it. I, I love doing what I do for a living. So, um, it's – um. I'm not complaining in that sense, uh, but it was just uh, it's, it, it was just hilarious. I realized how old I'm getting that that mm. afternoon nap has to happen now. You know? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. You, you, you'll get that afternoon nap, and just uh, you start to you start to feel the day hitting you. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, of course I know how you feel because I remember just being in training camp, and after that first practice, you have your lunch, man. It was a must that you got that that one and a half hours nap time. If you didn't get it in, man, you would be dragging the whole day. And because it was so physical and so mental that you had to get that break, it was required. So I got smart. I started taking my lunch back to my room. Mm-hmm. And then right after that, man, I'd be fast asleep. So that's what you, you need to make sure that you're getting those naps uh, during that when you have that break. And the funny thing was, when you wake up a little early, 
and you can have like 10 more minutes left, you cherish it. You're like, I got 10 more minutes. I'm good. I'm good. So you go back to sleep. So it's kind of funny how that works. It, it is. You remember when you were younger and your dad would take a nap in the middle of the afternoon and you'd be like, why is he napping in the middle of the afternoon? It's like, it's beautiful outside. There's a lot to do. Why is he napping? And now you know why. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Some things are better experienced than told. You know, he can probably tell you why he takes a nap, but you don't really understand it until you actually experience it yourself. So that's what we're going through now. I always wonder why my father would go to sleep so quickly. Now I get it. If I sit on the couch for more than 15 minutes, man, I may be drifting off, drifting off to sleep. So I get how it. many times have you woken up in the middle of the night and like you're watching TV, but you wake up around midnight or so because you fell asleep somewhere around 830 or nine and you're like sitting yeah. on your couch asleep. No, the funny part is you go to watch something on TV and you don't even remember it coming on. You remember the previews <laughs> and when it's about to start and then you wake up. And you don't remember ever watching the movie or even watching the start of the movie. So that's where we're at. That's the age that we're getting to. <laughs> There's no doubt. <laughs> Not many, many times. Mm -hmm. Watching a basketball game. I'll be watching the Lakers because, you know, they're always late games on the West Coast. And I'll be sitting there waiting for it to come on. The next thing I know, I wake up and it's the end of the game. I'm like, I missed yeah. the whole game. <laughs> missed the whole game. Amazing. Good, good thing for DVRs, right? Yeah, exactly. You know. Um, well, anyway, man, let's uh, let's jump into it because, as I mentioned earlier, spring practice did start yesterday. We, we previewed it last week, talked about it, kind of things we wanted to look for. And, man, it's crazy. A couple of the things we wanted to look for, people we wanted to see, um, they decided to do some different things, which, you know, hey, we understand things happen in life and you got to move on. But for the people who may not know, we'll, we'll go ahead and put the news out there. Uh, Clemson defensive end Justin Foster, who was an – all ACC caliber player a couple of years ago um, when Clemson went and played for the national championship, didn't play last year. We now know why, because he developed COVID-19 uh, or he, I should say caught COVID-19 and um, he ended up having, um, he was already a person who suffered from asthma um, mm -hmm. and severe allergies. And when he got COVID, it kind of um, made it worse, if you will. And, you know, so it led to the fact that he could never really truly recover to get back into football shape, if you will, to play the game at a high level. Um, so um, after discussing it with his medical doctors and Clemson's medical doctors and Coach Sweeney, you know, and his family, of course, he decided to uh, give up football this week and retire. And uh, he, the good news is, Levon, he's got his degree. He's, you know, um, so he's got some things he's passionate about outside of football that he wants to go ahead and start pursuing. So he's going to do that now. Um, and then, of course, Blake Vinson, a young man who has just had the worst luck on the injury side of things, right? I mean, it's just one knee injury after another, shoulder injury. Came back last year, thought he was going to play, played in three games, and then, bam, another knee injury hits him and he's out for the season. And um, just really got to the point where he just – he can't recover totally. So – He's decided to give up football, too, and he's going to stay on the team, though, and uh, get his master's degree, and uh, he's going to be a player's coach. Um, so he's going to mm -hmm. try to maybe pursue coaching. Uh, so uh, th th that's the news of the two guys there. Your thoughts, especially with Justin Foster, who was a guy that many of us projected to be starting defensive end for Clemson maybe this coming season. 
Yeah, yeah. When you, when you hear the news about a, a kid that you know has a lot of potential, who's shown some sparks here and there, uh, it's always, you know, because we're such football people, you know, we're always kind of sad that a guy doesn't get the opportunity to play the game at his very fullest. But also in this case, too, you know, it's not a bad situation either because he does have this degree. Clemson does a really good job of making sure that the, their guys go on and get a really good start in life, you know, whether it's internships or whatever the deal is. You know, it's not like when I played, when it's really the NFL, you graduate, or some guys didn't do either, and you didn't really have a plan for those guys. So at least he has a plan. He could walk away from the game and feel good about himself, and he did whatever he could possibly do. Back in the day, you know, not playing football was devastating for some guys, and I knew it would have been devastating for me. So I was blessed to be able to play and then go on and play for a long time in the NFL. That's not everybody's case. So, yeah, you feel sorry for him, you know, uh, but he seems to be okay with it. And that's all you can ask for. And I've heard Dabo say this, that, you know, as long as his kids are graduating, he's, he's happy for them. He wants them to play football, of course. And there was an opportunity, unlike any year, that you could play, you know, you have another eligibility year. And so if you got a guy who's a veteran, who's been playing for a while, who's a good player, you, you want him to come back if you can. And this is what's in the case, especially when you put in COVID-19 with all the asthma issues that he had. I can see why he would take that path. And I definitely understand it. And I wish him all the best in the world. And, you know, when you talk about the other kid, what was his name again? I'm sorry. Blake Vinson. Blake Vinson. Yeah, I don't know why I don't remember that. But Blake, man, we get all those knee injuries that he's had. I mean, this becomes discouraging. For you and maybe you look at it as you know my body is really not capable of holding up with this game with this bad knee and you know god forbid you go back out there and you really tear it up this time and now you're having issues walking so although the game is fulfilling it's a fun game and you definitely when you're playing on the college level man it doesn't get any better than that i mean being able to walk and to be able to function like a normal human being is, is a blessing. And I think sometimes we we don't really understand how blessed we are when we can do some of the simple things. So for both of those guys, Blake, and uh, those guys have a chance to just really, you know, go on and have successful futures, which is really good. I mean, Blake gets to go and you know, do some grad, some grad work and then also be a part of the team. You know, that's a lot of times for a coaching career, that's where it starts. It starts very young. So he's good with that. Foster also, I mean, graduated, you know, he has some opportunities in the, in, out there in the world to do some great things. So, you know, hey, football was great. Hopefully it teaches you a whole lot of lessons, life lessons that you can really learn gives you some soft skills that you can carry out in the world and you know a lot of times that's that's just what you get from football you get those lessons and if you can play on the college level that's good because a lot of times you don't get a chance to play in the nfl but you know us as football fans we kind of want them to do what we want them to do 
But it, it's good that those guys, they made good decisions for themselves, and that's all you can really ask for, especially when they're good kids. So it's great that they get to do that, and I'm, I'm sad but also happy that those guys get to move on with their lives. For you, you played the game, as you said, for a long time. And so when you're somebody like Justin Foster, because Blake's going to be around still, you know, so he's going to kind of be around the team and experience some things still. So it's not going to be totally out of his system, if you will. But, you know, Justin's going straight from being around it, you know, for, for the last four or five years and then also what he did in high school. So you're looking at over probably a decade that he's been playing this game or more to all of a sudden he's not playing it anymore. Granted, probably not going to miss the 530 workouts, probably right. not going to miss those two days <laughs> and practices. Mm-hmm. We know he's not going to miss those. But I would imagine he's going to miss game day, and he's going to miss the camaraderie in his locker room with hanging with the boys. For you, when you retired, what was when did that hit you that you're not, you weren't going to do? How long did it take, first of all, before it hit you? And then secondly, how long did it take for you um, to kind of get through that and get under because that had to be a had to be a big deal at that time for you in your life yeah it's an adjustment period no no question about it it, it took me a while to <laughs> it took me a while because you're such a creature of routine and I just remember like doing July and <laughs> August man I started really amping up my workouts <laughs> and I'm ret- you know I'm basically retired and I mean it's, it's something that will always be a part of you, I, I really think. You, you learn to adjust to it. But, you know, sometimes I still have football dreams. It's amazing that I haven't played in forever since 2003, and I still have football dreams. So, you know, subconsciously, it's still there. And you always remember those times. I can remember things I did in football games more so then I can remember where I put my keys at. <laughs> I can remember conversations with the guys you have in the locker room and some of the things you said in the huddle, you know, more so than I can remember things that happened two weeks ago. So I, I think it's always a part of you. You, you always adjust to it. You, you get used to it, but you always remember. And he's going to always remember all those, you know, those guys are going to remember those games, how I felt to run down the hill, winning national championships, winning ACC championships, those memories are always going to stick with you. But you always seem to adjust, you know. It's just like, you know, when you lose something, it hurts at first and you're you're dealing with it. And then you eventually, with time, it gets better. But then, you know, sometimes the weights hit you. And sometimes you feel like you're in a football mood. I guarantee you this upcoming season, they will get it especially Foster because he's not in it. He understand like, man, I <laughs> I really miss the routines. You know, I really miss having breakfast with the guys, you know, getting, you know, getting dressed, doing your warm-ups. You, you kind of miss it for that first year. I know I did after I finished playing in the NFL. You kind of miss those routines that you do. And, but, you know, eventually you do kind of get over it. It gets better. But I don't know if you ever get it out your skin. I don't know if if you ever get it out your soul, I imagine I could ask you, Will, if you stop doing what you're doing right now, you know, you suddenly had to stop and you couldn't do it anymore. I'm sure you would really miss it. <laughs> I'm sure you would reminisce. You probably just start writing, you start writing 
on your computer, your laptop, just because. <laughs> you might just kind of like slip back into it. And that's the beauty of what you do. When you're when you're an athlete, the sad part is you can't do it forever. It's mm-hmm. a shelf life and you can't do what you used to do. So I, I think that's always a little tough for guys to adjust to. But yeah, those guys are gonna, you know, they're gonna reminisce and they probably start reminiscing pretty soon. Yeah, if, if if I had to stop writing all of a sudden, I think um, I probably the first thing that I would probably do this unconscious subconsciously or unconsciously, I guess, is probably get up at six thirty in the morning and start writing. Like you said, because I've been doing it for so long, it's like my norm that it would just um, it would be weird if I wasn't doing it. I mean, I know when I go on vacation, I always feel a little weird. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, I'll be sitting there, I'll be like, oh, I got it. Oh, yeah, that's right. I don't have to do this. Or if I see something breaking while I'm on vacation, yeah. and I'm like. Oh, that's break. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm on vacation. I don't have to worry about going to get that news, you know. Um, so yeah, or somebody texts me or calls me while I'm on vacation, and they're like, "Hey, Will, I just want to let you know this is happening." I'll be like, "What?" I had that urge, like, "Oh man, yeah. but I'm on vacation," you know. And I don't want to. I don't want to do uh, that while I'm on see, vacation. Uh, when you see my handsome face, you probably be like, "Man, I gotta talk to Kirk about what we're gonna do with this podcast." And he's like, "Wait a second, <laughs> I don't have to do that." So. So, yeah, I feel your pain. Yeah. Exactly. I'm telling you, even now, like what we do now, you get so accustomed to do it and you like it and you enjoy it as part of your passion that you Mm -hmm. always, I always look forward to it. So if I was to do it for a week or two, I would feel a little lost. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. I mean, it's it's weird. And that's what these guys are going to go through. I mean, I can't imagine because I've never played at that level like you guys have. And and so I can't imagine – what that would feel like to just all of a sudden that's gone, you know, and not just that. It's also like, I can't imagine like if you're, you like hearing the 80,000 people cheering for you. Right. I mean, who doesn't, you know, right. I mean, who doesn't want to, you get that sack and you know, you got 80,000 people cheering for you and all that. Or like you mentioned running down the hill and they're all cheering for you. I ran down the hill one time. How was that experience for you? Oh my gosh, dude, that was most, I still remember it. Like it's one of, it's yeah. like, it's like in my top five of all things I've ever done. Okay. Right. So, you know, I don't know if there's really too many things that are going to top it, except maybe, you know, if I get the opportunity one day to be a dad, that would top it. You know what I'm saying? Or right. if I get married again, maybe that'll top it. But, yeah. but definitely it's right there in the top five of, of anything that's going to happen in my life. Professionally, you know it's right up there. <laughs> you, know what's so, you know what's so funny about the heel? And it, it you know, it, it had to actually, happened by accident mm-hmm. because it's one of those things that is such a branding tool that you it's such a marketing tool that you can use mm-hmm. especially for recruits but as a player that's done it before i still get the chills when it happens you know i can imagine I, uh, my 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 late wife we we got an opportunity to be on the field and all that stuff and it was her first time experiencing clemson football and, you know, she, she saw the heel from on TV, and she didn't really get it. But she was on the sideline, and I remember the first that did it, and she's like, now I understand what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, it's amazing. She's like, wow, that's that's probably one of the coolest things I've ever seen live. I'm like, it is amazing. Because I can't imagine if you're just running through the tunnels how, meh, you know, how old that must get. That, yeah. that, that, that has to get kind of old. You, but, you done that all. Everybody does that. 
Yeah, but see, the heel, it kind of tells a story within itself because, you know, the whole getting on the bus, leaving from the west end all the way to the east end, it kind of builds up drama, it builds up anticipation, and it's a story within itself, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the cool thing about it that the story never gets old because it's the same trip, but it never never ever gets old and i always tell people the best thing about running down the hill was the perspective you get as a player when you're looking at the crowd and it's amazing that you can see it so much clearer mm-hmm. <laughs> than you could do it from being on the field being on that hill gives you an insight of the fans and it's all this orange and they're ready and they're hyped I mean, you couldn't draw that up. There's no way any writer, I feel, would have said, like, okay, let's have the team, you know, get on the bus, drive all the way around, come off the bus, and run down this hill. There's not a creative soul in this world who would have ever thought about that as far as a as a football interest or how can we make our experience more exciting Mm -hmm. so it had to be by accident just like almost anything that's really great like champagne anything that kind of just like wow who discovered this so yeah that i think they would miss that the most that's because i i I guarantee we we take a poll of all the guys who played a clemson football whether it was a good experience or a bad experience i guarantee you they would tell you that running down the hill was the best thing about game day at clemson university yeah, and you know it's the reason why I have it um, on my Twitter. I have it pinned. Clemson put it out last year, I believe. You know the video they do at the before every game. You know you've seen it, and um, uh, where the team runs down the hill and stuff like that. You got Coach Howard on it, and it goes back to the history of the hill and how it all started and all. And uh, I pinned that at the top of my, you know, and I and I had a comment with it, like you know, to me. You know, I've been all over the southeast and covered college football, right? And um, so I mean, I've been up north, too. Of course, it's not as serious up north as it is down here. I'm just, hey, look, I'm not trying to offend anybody. It's just the way it is. College football's taken way more serious down here than it is up north. And um, so, you know, it, I pinned it up there, and I, and I had put a little description about, you know, my experiences. And, you know, and it's not because I'm a Clemson guy, and I grew up a Clemson guy. It's because it is unique. Yeah. Nobody does what Clemson does. Nobody can imitate it. It is it is what it is, and that's what makes it so unique. And then the story behind it, to understand the story of the hill mm-hmm. and then the story of the rock. They're two separate right. stories. And to understand both of those stories and what it means to Clemson people and what it means to those players. And you're right, the perspective at the top of the hill on game day when there's 80,000 people looking at you, Lavon, you are totally right, dude. It is unbelievable. Yeah. And it, it there's there's a reason why you guys, and I say you guys, the Clemson players, Clemson team, is up seven to nothing before the game even starts because it is intimidating if you're that visiting team and yeah. you see that 80,000 people screaming and you guys are so jacked at the top of that hill, you're already coming down up seven to nothing. They know they're behind already seven to nothing. So that's why it's such a great environment. That's why it's such a good home field environment. Yeah, it's a good is just sale. unique, man. It's a good sale. 
I, I always thought the funny thing about it too was I always used to like when the opposing team would run to the hill and wave you down. <laughs> I always thought you're going to get the brakes beaten off you now because we're already jacked up and we see you waving us down the hill like, come on, come on. Yeah, we're going to really put it, we're going to really put you under your chin now. So I always like that part about it. But the funny thing is, if I was a, if I was on the opposing team, I know that that would be one of the things I would do is wave you down at least once. After we got beaten down, I'd be like, hey, you know what? It's just not a good idea to wave those guys down the hill. So, yeah, I, I always like that. But, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a unique story. It really is. And like I said before, you just couldn't really make that up. Mm-hmm. You couldn't make that up. And I think every guy who's ever experienced civilian, football player, coach, it's one of the best ones. It really is. Well, we'll get to back to a little bit of more of the of some of the news and notes of practice. Um, Justin Ross, uh, some good news. Um, uh, Coach Sweeney says that uh, Justin Ross is doing well. Um, there, he's going to get to practice some in practice, as we thought he was going to. Um, says um, he, they got a good plan for him. Um, he still has another big appointment coming up in March, but. Uh, he will be practicing on a limited basis in practice, but it's good, Levon, to know. I mean, we kind of knew it because he was coming back that he was going to, but now to hear it, that it sounds like, you know, he's going to get back on the field, and by the time the season rolls around, number eight's going to be out there maybe doing what he's been doing, the, did the previous two years, and making those crazy catches and things of that nature. Yeah, you know, he'll probably come back, I imagine, a little bit better. Sometimes when, and this has never happened to me, but when you get injured and you have to miss significant time, or say you have to miss a year, I, I think a lot of times guys come back with a fresh perspective on the sport and they and they really understand how blessed they are. Justin Ross is an incredible athlete. He's a capable football player that I feel that his ability will definitely adjust to any level, whether that's the NFL or whatever. I just think he has that kind of ability. But I guarantee you his his love for the sport has probably gone up a little bit because when you miss that kind of time, you understand that, man, this is a blessing. This is a privilege. And not everybody has his privilege, especially everybody doesn't have his talent. I mean, that freshman year and also the sophomore year, Dude was impressive. I, I'm telling you, he's a, he's one of the wide receivers that I looked at. I'm like, man, that guy's in the NFL. That guy plays for the NFL. I don't care what you say. I don't care if you say he came from high school. That guy was a pro, and he showed up against Alabama like I don't think anybody has shown up against Alabama before. I mean, he totally dominated those guys where, you know, these some guys that always normally have really good DBs, really good defense, good game plan. They usually neutralize guys. Let's be tr- honest with you. And really, he was one of the first guys that I saw that really totally dominated a team that normally dominates other teams. So it was really cool to see. So you first, when you see him, you're like, whoa, wow. It's kind of like watching Mike Williams. You know, when Mike Williams came in the scene, you're like, Jeez Louise, this guy's good. And then he missed that year that he came back and he just totally dominated. 
So I can see that similar for Justin Ross, but as a coaching staff, you understand what Justin can do. So you don't have to go out there and get him significant reps or one on, you know, team stuff. You know, you get him in shape, you get him some one-on-one things. You make sure that his route running, you know, is crisp. Can he run the routes and get better and get to be more of a technician? I think that's the kind of thing you work on with a guy like that is spring, spring ball. You don't want to get him out there scrimmaging anybody and some practice All-American gets a little overzealous or somebody who wants to prove a point goes out there and hit him or, you know, trips him up or anything like that. He gets hurt. So, yeah, I'm sure Clemson, they're smart enough to have a great game plan and make sure that, you know, his spring, although may be different from a lot of other athletes who are out there trying to compete, but you know what he got. You know what he brings to the table, so you don't have to go through all that. You just want to make sure that he's ready to go during the fall. That's your main That's your main purpose. Yeah, I think if, if he's completely healthy, and this is my opinion, and, you know, I've been covering – this team for a long time, been you know, and, and I've seen Mike Williams, I've seen Sammy Watkins, and I've seen uh, DeAndre Hopkins, and I've seen you know, um, you know, uh, T. Higgins. I've, I've covered all those guys, watched them personally, saw their careers and how they progressed. Here, as far as a pure, you know, now he's a different player than a guy like Sammy. Sammy's more an explosive guy. Mm-hmm. Luke and Mike Williams, they're more. Like, you know, uh, they kind of make these incredible catches and then they just can go up and get anything. Um, but then Justin Ross is a guy that kind of has it all. He's kind of like T. Higgins, right? He, he's, he's got that kind of lankiness to him, um, but he's got that speed and that burst of Sammy Watkins. Um, mm-hmm. And then he's got that go up and get it and make these incredible catches of Nuke and Mike Williams. And so to me, LaVon, I think of all those guys, he has the highest ceiling still. And that's saying a lot because we know how good all those guys are. But when you look at his ceiling, if he's 100%, I think he's better than all those guys. And I know that's crazy and people are going to say I'm nuts probably, but that's my opinion. When I watch him play, I see every single one of those players in him. And that's what makes him different than all of them. Wow. You know, when you really think about it, you really break it down. You know that Justin Ross is a – a special athlete. Now, I think Sammy, he was probably ready, more so ready for college football. Whoever his high school coach, receiver coach, really had him just ready. Mm-hmm. I never saw a guy that was so prepared for the game, the college game at wide receiver. But when you do look at, and then you look at Mike Williams, like you said, Nuke was kind of like, you know, was kind of raw. But, I mean, Nuke hands and ability was just a Newt so smooth at it that you really you kind of underestimate how good he was yeah, at Clemson. That's great. I think, yeah. you know, like a lot of times I would argue with people that I think Newt Hopkins is a little better than Sammy. Mm-hmm. Boy, people would they lose their mind when I said I, that. I'm with you. But I, I think same thing. I thought he was. You know, I thought like well, Sammy came in really prepared. But you could see the potential in Newt and Newt got better and better and better. And he's taking his athletic ability on into the NFL and it's really working out for him. We want to take a brief moment to talk about our newest sponsor, eBay. Whether a rare dead stock or the latest release, 
find the exact shoe you're looking for. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to get your pair you've been eyeing. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. A team of experienced sneaker authenticators verify the box, logo, stitching, and dozens of other inspection points. Each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp of authenticity, and it always protects sellers with a verified return process. And for sneaker sellers out there, eBay has, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers over $100, making it free to sell or flip your collection. Go to ebay.com backslash sneakers today. eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selections. Now, when you look at Justin Ross, Justin Ross, I think, does have a great combination of everybody. Mm -hmm. He really does. And Justin Ross is the kind of guy, if you're watching film, he, I mean, he really busts out on the film. He really stands out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if, I, if I'm an NFL scout, like, I'm like, whoa, who is that guy? Mm -hmm. And that's what he has. And you're like, I don't know if he's really even reached his potential yet. I don't really know if he's really, I mean, he's had like eight touchdown, you know, years, nine touchdown years. I mean, he's made some catches, but boy, I don't even know if he's really even touched, even began to touch the ceiling of how you believe he's going to be. He's one of those potential guys that you may put him in a Randy Moss, Terrell Owens type category. That's from, I mean, from right now where he's at, that's the kind of guy you're maybe potentially looking at, you know, one of those kind of receivers. I mean, he's, he's special. I mean, those catches he made, and I go back to the Alabama game again, but those catches he made were just phenomenal. They really were. I mean, you're like, me and my brothers are watching him, and we're like, whoa. Because during the regular season, it seemed like they were kind of holding back a little bit. And then it was like, okay, now we're going to really feature Justin Ross a little bit. And everybody is really – it's like they didn't get enough film, you know. <laughs> they didn't watch him enough, and he just like, who is this guy? So yeah, I mean, you you, you definitely don't have to try to figure out what Justin Ross can do in an ACC game or a, a championship game, any of that, because you know what he can do. You know what he brings to the table. So yeah, I'm looking forward to him coming back, man. I, I hope he comes back better than I really do. We got a couple more notes here. Just um, a couple things, just so people know who maybe haven't read my stories or anything else out there. Levon, um, uh, so Debo said there's a, there's actually a lot of guys that are not going to practice this spring because of injuries or surgery or things like that. Um, so uh, Sweeney reported tight end Luke Price, defensive back Jeff McCall, defensive end KJ Henry, safety Landon Zanders, linebacker Bailey Inspector, defensive tackle Et Rubin. Uh, they were all missed the spring um, after having postseason surgeries. He also said defensive tackle DeMonte Capart also had a procedure and will be limited the first half of the spring. Left guard Matt Bockhorst had to have something cleaned up, um, so he had a little procedure, um, and uh, he will practice on a limited basis. The same will go for tight end Davis Allen. I don't know if I ever remember Lavana 
a Clemson spring where they were really just banged up, you know, hmm. but maybe that goes to say maybe some of it's COVID, right? You know, because they didn't get to have the same kind of off season that they normally had um, when, when it comes to getting prepared. Maybe it goes because of who they played at the end of the year with Ohio State being as physical as they were. But anyway, that's a lot of guys. I can't remember that many Tigers that beat up in spring spring ball before it even starts. Well, yeah, you can tell that football has changed a whole lot because back in the day, man, we had a whole mass unit of guys <laughs> that did not practice. And some of those guys were kind of milking it a little bit to say, like, I don't really want to practice in the spring, so I'm going to act like this injury is a lot. After so what you said last severe. week, I can understand that. <laughs> yeah, so I'm telling you, man. It was, you know, I wrote that. <laughs> a lot of guys saw that on the podcast. And they're just like, yeah, man, it was it was brutal. So um, <laughs> I forget that we had a trash can that guys would, you know, after the 530, man, and guys would be throwing up like crazy. But, of course, we had partiers back in the day. So, you know, you can't burn that candle on both ends. So, yeah, you know, honestly, <laughs> when you said that, I was like, really? I always thought that a lot of guys missed spring ball for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. But now I understand that. You know, practices are not as brutal. These guards, guys are way better. They're in way better condition than what we were in. They, mm-hmm. I mean, the training, uh, the way they eat, the way they sleep, it's just way better. And they're just not running around like we did. I mean, we ran around. You, you're trying to find fun on a college campus. You know, it wasn't quite the career it is now. So, I, I'm really su- I'm really surprised that you made that statement that a lot of guys are on the fence. And I'm like, wow, really? I always thought spring practice, there was always a bunch of guys that would practice. So that's very that's brand new for me, and it really kind of ages me a little bit as well. Yeah, di- a different era without a doubt. And yeah, um, and I can understand, like I said, going back to what you said though about <laughs> Coach Ford, I can understand why you guys wanted to not go <laughs> and not be <laughs> and kind of maybe milk it a little bit during that time. But you also said, I remember you said that uh, if you guys were banged up, like it's almost like they uh, they made it harder for you <laughs> if you were playing. So <laughs> yeah, so they made it. I, I think they still kind of do this today. If you're injured, but you can do a little something, you're going to do a little something. You're not going to just sit up. You're not going to be on the sideline talking to guys, being a distraction, just chilling out. You're going to do a little something, a little work, and normally it's more work than practice. So guys are like, you know what, I'd rather be practicing because at least I get a little bit of rest uh, before I, you know, doing reps. Then when you're not practicing, you have to do all the reps and you're just with a few guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So I can understand why you want to practice instead of being in the in the mash in your unit. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, let's let's look at this. Uh, this is interesting. I thought um, we talked to James Skowski after practice yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. And so he was asked about what motivated him, and maybe you know, and, and him and Nolan Turner both talked to us, and they both said like how they were one thing that came out of it was how they were just dominated by Ohio State and how it was physically just, you know, they were just physically punched in the mouth. And so it was an interesting comments where um, – and Skowski had a couple of them, so I'm going to get your thoughts on these. Um, so he was asked about these uh, comments, right? I mean, asked about Ohio State game and what happened. And um, 
So he said uh, there were missed assignments and stuff, but I think the most disappointing aspect of the game is that we were punched in the mouth and we did nothing about it. Um, then he went on to say um, we got out physical. They kicked our ass, plain and simple, and that is never okay uh, when, you, when you're playing football. That's like the number one rule right there. That is what football is about. We have to, <laughs> we have to be mean and we have to want it. And we did not want it. Close quote. Mm. That's um. That's that sounds the truth. Good, yeah, right. This sounds the truth. You ever remember I, a game where you guys kind of got your ass kicked and and how you felt afterwards? Uh, gosh, I would like to think no, but yeah, they happen. <laughs> they do happen. I would like to think you know because as the older you get, the better your career was, and the better football player you were as well. You start buying into the hype, like. Like a lot of people always say, man, when are you going to make the Hall of Fame? A lot of times I never think like, oh, I probably won't make the Hall of Fame. But sometimes you start thinking like, well, maybe I should have made the Hall of Fame as good as I was. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, there's, you know, there's a game in particular when we played California in the Citrus Bowl my last year. And we got busted up. But our mentalities was not there. We were not focused on that game. Mm-hmm. And when that happens and the other team really wants to play the game, you could be in trouble. And that's what happened. I also, honestly, we got out coach <laughs> extremely. <laughs> I forgot who was, who was the head coach. Moots, I think, from uh, that coach at San Francisco, the head coach. Yeah. He was the head coach. And we were out skiing like crazy. We had no clue what they were doing. Um, also, as far as a coach, it, I won't count high school because, you know, that's sometimes you just get beat down in high school. It doesn't matter. Right. But when I was with the Cardinals and we played the Carolina Panthers for the the right to go to the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we got crushed. I mean, <laughs> it was like as an ex-football player, you're like, dude, y'all. Does anybody have any pride? Like, do you have any pride? I mean, Cam Newton was beating us down like, like it was nothing. So when people say Cam Newton is not a good player, they need to shut their mouth because I've seen Cam Newton live and in person, and he rocked our world. So, yeah, I've been a part of those. And, man, they are they, – they are, they're embarrassing. Um, you don't even want to watch – ESPN or football for quite some time. Especially when you get beat down like that, it hurts you so bad that you don't even want to talk about the game. You want to get away from it as far as you possibly can, especially if it's your last showing. Mm -hmm. Um, The beauty about it, if you get beat like that and it's during the regular season, you can come back next week and get your, your revenge. But when it's the very last game, winner takes all, Loser leaves town. When you lose like that, it hurts. It, it, it does something to your pride. And I'm sure that if you watch that game as a Clemson player, even as a Clemson fan, ew, boy, <laughs> that was terrible. I mean, it was it was not good. This I guarantee, I guarantee you, my me and my brothers, we will watch replays of Clemson football over. And over and over again, 
I guarantee you we do it. Even at family functions at one of my brother's house, our old game is on. You better believe that. And we're watching it like it's just happening. And even though we know what the score is going to be, I guarantee you that Ohio State game versus Clemson this past season will not be in one of those games ever. It's one of those games that you you can get motivated, but as a you know, you want to take that thing, put it in a steel box, and throw it out in the Atlantic Ocean because never happened. That, well, that was ugly. That was so. Yeah, I can understand why he made all those comments, and hopefully, they will take it seriously and they will get back to playing Clemson dominating defensive football. Well, and and like I said, Skowski was on his game yesterday, so that wasn't all he said. Right. And, and plus, and plus, Scouts is a grown man. <laughs> exactly. Well, he was asked about that, too, because he's coming back for his sixth year. And yeah. so one, of the, one of the reporters asked him, he says, is that a little bit of gray I see coming on your veins there? <laughs> is he vested? I mean, how many years you got to play the college to be vested? So he should be getting a retirement fund or something. He should, right? I mean, yeah, almost. I mean, he's close. Six years, man. He's kind of close. To get some benefits from uh, playing at Clemson football. So, yeah, it's probably the old man in him talking as well. Exactly. I don't know if Dabo's going to have him back in front of the media again because – so he was asked again after that. Somebody asked him about his age and playing, and it's like, hey, is it unique that you and Nolan are going to have an opportunity to win a sixth ACC championship, something that no player – is it ever done before you guys and no player right. ever going to ever do again because of this unique situation you're in. And he says, well, I really don't think about it. Gosh, I guess the ACC's become so normal. I mean, it's just such a hard thing to do, but it's become so normal for us to get there. The ACC is almost like the end of a regular season. The playoff is the expectation. Wow. Well, the thing is, he probably get a watch for this too. I mean, they're running out of rings to give him. They probably give him a watch as well. I think they should. I think they should. With him and Nolan, I think those guys should get watches as well. You know how they do the senior when they do a little send off for the seniors? Yeah. They got to give those guys. Yeah. They got to give those guys a Rolex or something for, for <laughs> six years of service <laughs> because they have played for a long time. That's are a those lot of guys, football. Are those guys married and have kids? Because <laughs> <laughs> you would think that they'd be married and have kids by now. <laughs> well, you think, right? I mean, I mean, yeah. let's see. If you're if you get if you're Skowski, you got to be what? You're pushing 24, right? And 24, Nolan 25. probably about the same. Yeah, yeah. You're, I mean, you're as my dad would say when I was that age. He said, "You're a grown ass man now." <laughs> yeah. So because they're older, well, some of the stuff that the younger guys that they would normally laugh at, they'd be like, "I I don't get it." <laughs> they're not. They're going to be like, what kind of music are they playing? <laughs> They're going to be like, this music is different than what I'm accustomed to. Or, you know, I don't get that joke. Uh, <laughs> because they're so much older. You know? Yeah. So, that's that's half, I mean, that's funny. longer than half a decade, right? Right. A lot, a lot happens yeah. in six years. Yeah. So will they be interested in watching the same movies? You know, do they still do the movie thing like every Friday? They do. Yep. So <laughs> will Nolan and... Scouts need to be watching different movies than the rest of the kids. Because I would think they'd be watching movies like with the coaches now. <laughs> They'll be with the coaches' wives. Yeah, like who they relate to. 
<laughs> you know, like when you're an older guy, you start relating. Like when you're in the NFL, you don't really relate to the younger guys as much. You start relating to like the the assistant trainer, or uh, you know, you start. <laughs> this is when you know you've been around too long. You start hit, hanging out with hanging out with uh, guys who are not on the team. So you start, you know, hanging with the one of the the assistant assistant coaches on the team. You don't right. hang out with the guys anymore. So I can imagine how Tom Brady and some of those other veterans must feel. You start hanging out with the trainer and the equipment guys because none of the none of the other players you guys have nothing in common. So I kind of wonder the Scousey and Turner be one of those guys that just you know they're hanging out with the equipment trainers now. They're hanging out with some of the assistant coaches. They're hanging out with some of the grad assistants because I'm sure that a freshman and their shenanigans won't be relatable to Nolan and also Scousey. And then you wonder if there was a video game, they that the freshman would come in and say, hey, Mr. Skowski, I remember playing you <laughs> in NCAA <laughs> 14. <laughs> you, were like a, you were like a 95 back then. So that would be interesting. I mean, that's what I got when I was like at Philly. I, I had guys going to be like, Mr. Kirkland, they're like, what, what? Hey, man, I remember playing you, Matt. Oh, my God. You're the guy I always use. That's when you know it's almost time to go. Uh, the younger players said, I played you in Madden. Right, right. <laughs> oh, man. As a, now your teammates. Yeah, I remember you in the uh, – I remember you in the – what's the first championship in 2017, 16, 17? They're going to be like, yeah, I remember you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's ugly. That's terrible. Yeah. That's terrible. Uh, but yeah, so, but yeah, his comments though, was that he was pretty on and pretty on yesterday. And I thought it was funny that because I don't think you got to know James, but I don't think he meant to take a shot at the ACC. He was right. just saying what he felt. And, but if you're the rest of the ACC and you hear him say, you know, yeah, this is just the norm for us. It's a regular, it's like a regular season game. The right. rest of the conference is like, their goal is to get to the ACC championship game. You, you, James Skowski probably just made 14 other teams in the ACC upset with him. Uh, well, you could be all you could be upset all you want to, but can you win the game? That's the whole point. But <laughs> another question I do have here, Will, is yeah. will Skowski and Nolan Turner be able to call, instead of saying Coach Venables, would they be saying Brent? Or would they say stuff like, instead of calling Coach Sweeney, would you be saying Dabo? Because they're at the age now where they can call their coaches by their first names. You know, that's a great question to ask them and to ask Dabo and, and Coach Venables. Yeah. So, so because they, you, you and Jamie on a name-to-name basis now? Yeah, because they're at that age now where, you know, <laughs> when I first got into the NFL, the thing that blew my mind was that guys were calling guys, players were calling the coach by their first name. Mm-hmm. Like, we have Marvin Lewis as our coach. And I remember Greg Lloyd calling him Mark. Uh, they were just called him by their first name, like it wasn't anything. And I was like, "Oh my God!" They called a they called a coach by their first name. But I'm thinking Skowski and Nolan have that capability now that they're calling. They're not saying coach anymore. They're saying first names. They're on a first name basis with their coaches. Yeah, that's how old they are. They're invested. But yeah, they yeah they're invested, man. I got to call you Coach Venable still? Nah, come on, man. Brent, can I call you Brent? Yeah, I got, yeah, come on. Hey, Dabo. 
Yeah. Hey, coach. Hey, Dabo. Yeah. yeah. Skowski from across the room. Hey, Dabo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, it's interesting. That's good stuff. Um, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, it's a different dynamic. It's something we've never seen in college football. And it's not just at Clemson we're seeing this. It's, it's, it's in a lot of places where a lot of guys are taking advantage of this opportunity. Um, and, uh, you know, the thing is, it's crazy, LeVon, is you're going to see this now for a couple of years because – it just isn't this senior class that's getting the extra yeah, year. It's the, anybody who's a freshman to now is getting that extra year. So anybody that played in this 2021 20, academic year gets this year back automatically. So so these this year's freshmen, if they redshirt at any point, right, they'll have an opportunity to play six years. That is a long time to be playing college football, my friend. I kind of wonder, like – I knew that I was so ready to go. My and I say for five years that I was ready to go. Mm-hmm. I was super ready to go, you know. So I can't imagine you staying another year. It'll be like, come on, man, <laughs> you're you're so done with it. I, I imagine in a lot of ways. But it's been so fun for players like Scousey and Turner who only known success. I can't imagine a guy who's playing for a team that's not a great team. And you want to play for that same team for mm-hmm. six years? That's got to be tough. Nah. Yeah, I mean, you're going through the you're going through spring ball, you're going through fall camp, and you're not that good. You're gonna win about maybe six or seven games. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah, it was nice. I got my degree. Peace. I'm out of here. It is. I, I can't see you playing longer for a team that's a kind of the average mediocre team. That's interesting. Uh, you bring that. Maybe that's something for another podcast we definitely could do because you, you know, going back just off the top of my head, you've always played for a winner. You always play for teams that were battling for championships. Yeah. So it'll be interesting, you know, to, what's the motivation when you're not, you know, wh- when you're, you know, how does that work? What's the dynamic? Um, I cover teams that are just average, you know, and they, you know, and you saw at times like when they go to bowl games, right? Yeah. Um, that you know the, the seniors checked out they were done they didn't care about that game they, they yeah. were just there to get their bowl gift and they were moving on yeah you, know, you they, didn't even want to do any of the activities i know my last year i was like disney world again <laughs> <laughs> how many times i got to go to disney world i didn't want to do any of the team activity you mm-hmm. wanted to do what you wanted to do you didn't want to do those gatherings because you've done it like four years already so yeah, I can imagine being on an average team. Do you really want to go through practice? Mm-hmm. Do you really want to go through 907? Here's another 707. <clears throat> Here's another coach talking the same speech that he told us, you know, four years ago that got you amped up. Now it's like, okay, let's, let's kind of hurry it on. So I, I often wonder how those players play. It's easy for a team that you're a good team. Hey, you, you you go to the championship every year. You know, you got a bitter pill. And you want to come back and say, yeah, I want to revenge that. I can understand that player. But a player that's playing for a team that was like, eh, you know, maybe won six games or seven games. <laughs> do you really want to come back for that six year? Yeah, what do you do if you play for the Gamecocks, right? See, I wasn't gonna break that up. Listen, let's just call it say it is what it is. <laughs> I wasn't gonna break that up, but since you brought it up, that would be a tough one. Yeah. 
<laughs> that would be a tough one. Well, you, Do I really want to play Clemson and get that get that get my bell rung again? If I'm a <laughs> six, if I've been playing for six years, I don't think so. And then you got the transition of a new coach, and maybe that would be exciting though. You got a new coach, but you kind of know it may be the same song at first. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the next year may may not even be as good. So. And, and you still have a chicken as your mascot, and so yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you do the and you do the same interest that everybody else does. You know, you run through a cloud of smoke like somebody's backyard is burning. <laughs> that is the probably the most unoriginal interest in college football, uh, as far as guys running out with a bunch of smoke. But you know, now they kind of glam it up a little bit. They have the smoke. Puffing up and all that stuff, and yeah, yeah, but still, yeah, 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 nah. I, I can't imagine. I yeah. can't imagine doing that. Nah, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm gonna go ahead and retire this year, and I'm sure that Coach Beamer was like probably saying, "Hey, hey, if you stay on, you know, you know, you can you can be the start of something, you know, a start of something new." And if I'm a six year senior, I'll be like. <laughs> You know what, Coach, I'm going to go ahead and take that job, that internship that I got. <laughs> but I, I, I appreciate the years and everything like that. But I'm going to go you. on. I'm going to move on. Hey, good luck to you. If you ever need me, I'm a phone call away. But honestly, let me call you. You don't call me. <laughs> that kind of situation. So, yeah, you can imagine, you know, I can't imagine being on a team that's not a very good team for six years. Yeah. Because you know what's going to happen. And this is this happens in every – business, every office, every situation. The older you get, the more grouchy you get. You don't want to do anything really new. I remember when I was at Clemson in the admissions office and they brought this new program on us and you just, the people who've been there for like 20 years, oh my God, it was like somebody was going to pull all their teeth. It was Mm -hmm. like, Oh, I don't want to do this. Oh, I can't believe we changed the systems. Hello, welcome to the new world. We have to change systems. It's just like a football player. I know in my 10th and 11th year, I did not want to just do a lot of individual drills. Like, I don't want to run through bags. I don't. <laughs> can we just skip that? Like, really, honestly. Dude, like, Look, I'm 34 I, years old. I don't want to run through a bag. I'm 34 years old. I'm pretty sure you guys, you know, you wouldn't have me on the team for me to go through some individual stuff. You just don't want to. But when you're a young guy, oh, man, you can't wait to do that stuff. You can't wait to train. But when you're older, you're like, uh. So I can imagine that, you know, the college football players who are in their sixth year are going to be the same way. Like, do we have to run? Do we have to 530 um, wake up? Do we have to do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, unless you're paying me, I'm not trying to get up at 5.30 in the morning. And... It's interesting. Dabo had his six-year guys. He's only got five of them. And he had them all do – they, like, coached the mat drills. They didn't actually yeah. participate. Come on. Yeah, if you got you got me going through mat drills again, it's my <laughs> six-year coach. <laughs> yeah, coach. It's, it's, he's smart because some dumb coach right now, some gun-ho coach right now, especially if they're a new coach, they're going to have their six-year players out there doing drills they've been doing for five years. Come on, coach, man. Be, be a player coach and understand that those guys, like, you got to give them a day off. Like, hey, guys, you guys who've been here for six years, 
Don't worry about coming to practice today. You got you got it all. Is, yeah. is, is Skowski and Nolan Turner, are they like the adult students in class now? They're the adult students. The, the, they're the guy yeah. that's sitting in the back. Oh, can I ask this question? You remember the adult the, students? I, I was an adult student. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. You were. I hated it, man. I was like this the whole time. <laughs> but what started happening is you start when you're a young student and there's an older student in there, that guy's asking all, he's answering all the questions. He's asking questions because you know, you're excited about getting your education, you know, you mm-hmm. got a second chance. So now you're just a better student. But as a young student, you're like, come on, dude, really? Yeah. But when you're the older student, <laughs> you stop volunteering more information than the other kids will actually ever want to hear. They just want to get through this class. They do. They just kind of want to like, dude, hey, it's eight o'clock class, man. You got to stop. <laughs> man, it's eight o'clock, man. I just been out partying all night. I just woke up. I don't want to hear about your worldly experiences. So, yeah, they're the older guys in the class now. Well, they're probably talking about, well, back in 2016, we should do it this way. <laughs> uh, they, they might have some new technology on them. They're like, what's this? Because I know I was like that when I came back. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> Computers, internet, Facebook. <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, you know, you tell me that pencil, this pencil and paper doesn't work anymore. <laughs> I have to go through the internet to get what? What do you mean? We we use a computer to take our notes. What, what, nobody nobody writes anymore. What's going on here? I, I'm in there with my briefcase <laughs> and my pencil writing, and they're like, "What's that? <laughs> Are you talking about the briefcase?" You don't wear a book bag. (laughs) Another two pencil. Put a pencil sharpener. Yeah. (laughs) So they're the old dudes in the class now. They are the adult student. That's what they are. They're they're adulting. Yeah, they're gonna be like kids. Gonna be like, hey man, how was it to play with Deshaun Watson and those guys? (laughs) What was that like? Power Rangers. What's that like? (laughs) Because I used to ask when I was in the um, I was in the Pro Bowl. I would ask. Bruce Smith questions like, man, was Roger Staubach that tough tackle? Or was Walter Payton? How was Walter, how, how was it playing against Walter Payton? <laughs> they asked the old questions. Like, how was O.J. Simpson before all the murderings? <laughs> was, was he a good player? Is he an all-timer? <laughs> so Skowski and Turner is going to be asked those questions now. Yeah. They're yeah. the old guys, man. They're the old guys. Well, you know, they can only hope to be as young as you and I are, man. That's a, that's really all it really boils down to. So, we 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 mentally we're young. Yes. Physically we're old. Physically we have to take naps in the middle of the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, it's just like ten o'clock, man. I am getting sleepy. <laughs> yeah, no, yes, that's the way it works. But hey, when we get up at six a.m., that's what happens, right? I mean, yeah, you start getting up way earlier than you want to. You think you're sleeping like way late, five thirty. You're like, oh, I slept in today, 6.30. (laughs) (laughs) So, oh, man, it's crazy. But, hey, man, this has been great, LeBron. Great show, dude. Um, As always, man, appreciate you. Um, Fans out there, we appreciate you guys, too. Please keep listening. Please keep downloading and uh, giving opinions and all that good stuff. We appreciate you. And uh, we'll see you next week here for 
Vaughn Kirkland. I'm Will Vandervoort. We'll see you on uh, Inside Clemson Football with Vaughn Kirkland. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.